Hello, how are all of you doing today? I hope all of you are having a great morning and you have tuned in to the podcast channel where we talk about conflicting borders titled Over the Line. And today we'll be talking about the infamous China-North Korean border and where there's a lot of, lot of uh, you know, conflict at this border, a lot of uh, interesting uh, past relationships. And listen, the relationship between China and North Korea, it's, it's always been complicated. Uh, compared to, I mean, it's vastly different compared to, I mean, what it is today compared to what it was uh, 50 years ago. And at one point, China's leader, Mao Zedong, China's famous communist leader, Mao Zedong, famously said that China and North Korea were as close as lips. Now, now that's, that's, that's pretty close. And this was in the years following the Korean War, where China and North Korea uh, allied against the United States. And so you could imagine the bond made in war. And even today, China and North Korea still play a very important role in each other's lives, not just in military conflict. But uh, currently, China is responsible for 90% of North Korea's trade. 90%. So this means that China pretty much has control of North Korea's economy. And uh, North Korea, on the other hand, in terms of it scratching China's back, helps China by keeping South Korean and U.S. troops away from Chinese borders and stationed in the demilitarized zone, or the DMZ. And, of course, China doesn't want U.S. troops anywhere near its borders. So it's it's a safe place for them in the DMZ and away from Chinese citizens. And, in a sense, they, they're both forced, I guess, to support with one another because they're so integral in each other's lives. And China fears that if they do not economically support North Korea, it will crumble. And this will lead to a large influx of North Koreans into China, causing a massive blow to China's economy. And, uh, you know, and North Korea fears that if China falls, they will inevitably fall because 90% of their trade comes from China. So that goes without saying. And in the past, there have been some tensions between the two countries, although they are uh, you know, as close as lips, there has, there's, there's been some conflict and China even at one point threatened to stop aiding China if they not, if they did not, uh, abide to their, uh, standards. And since then, chances, uh, tensions have decreased, but there are, uh, but there are still Chinese officials who want to carefully, carefully end the relationship between China and North Korea. And more of that coming up next on Over the Line. Hello and welcome back to Over the Line. Today we will be continuing the topic on China and North Korea. And let's start with with, uh, why China supports North Korea just in general, because I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge that North Korea has some pretty um, extremist ideals, and let's talk about that right now. So what are these North Korean ideals that we Americans see as so outrageous or, or, like, I guess, interesting? And so there's, there's a lot of reasons why the United States and most countries refuse to do any trade with North Korea. And it all stems from... Their current leader, uh, Kim Jong-un, who runs his nation under false ideologies and leading his citizens to believe that he is some godlike deity. And so North Korea has made numerous claims like 
like they invented the hamburger and they found a cure for diseases that are uncurable, like AIDS and Ebola. And and these are these lies are small compared to the lies that Kim has told his citizens. And North Korea follows a very different philosophy called uh, Jush. It roughly translates to self-reliance, and it's a it's a blend of past ideologies uh, used in a dictatorship, used in totalitarianism uh, governments. And most of it comes from Marxism, which makes sense, but it also draws from Confucianism and 20th century Japanese imperialism and traditional Korean nationalism. So it's a blend of a lot. So it's a blend of uh, of a lot of different ideologies, and it's centered around the belief that North Korea must stay distant from the rest of the world, relying on the strength and guidance of their godlike leader, Kim Jong-un. That's pretty scary, in my opinion. And this philosophy, this philosophy you know, has been altered over the time to meet the needs of North Korean society. You know, like it, it'd be impossible for North Korea to thrive if they, if they did not have help from any outside nations. And so that's why they altered it to to allow China to help them, which it's smart for them to do that. And some question if the citizens of North Korea actually believe in the lies that their government has been telling them. And a quote that uh, that always that caught my eye said by David King, a North Korean expert at the University of South uh, Southern Carolina, says, "Of course they believe it. They have no reason not to." And this this strikes me as interesting because. It's everyone was like they were all raised in a society where they were told nothing but what their leader, their godlike leader has been telling them. So, yeah, they don't really have a reason to not believe these lies. And, they, you know, they, they, they are restricted from outside media. They can't use the Internet. They're like they have absurd laws such as uh, the three generations of punishment. And this explains that if someone is sent to a prison camp, their immediate family can also be sent there for a crime that their family committed. And as a matter of fact, the next two generations born in the camp can also remain there. That's pretty brutal. And there, you know, there are many brutal and humane laws that North Koreans are forced to follow every day. And and with all this, it's it's easy to understand why they only have one ally. And that brings us to a very interesting topic. Uh, why does China support North Korea in the first place? You know, if, 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 like, despite all of these outrageous laws that North Korean citizens are forced to follow every single day. More of that next coming up on Over the Line. Hello there, and welcome back to Over the Line. And moving forward, let's talk about you know why China supports like this uh, this dictatorship, and you know China is a communist country themselves, but even North Korea, they're on the extreme side of things. So why 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 does China put aside all of these uh, you know uh, flaws that North Korea has in their government? And in all honesty, China's trade deal with North Korea is enough to keep them from blowing each other up. Like that's that's it's that's uh, a main part of it. That's enough alone to keep the uh, any conflict from arising. But there, there's more to it. Like I was saying before, a collapse in either's in either one of their governments could lead to a detrimental blow to the other's economy. So without one, there's uh, not the other. 
And I think people fail to realize how important they are to one another. Like, not like I said before, ninety percent of China, uh, North Korea's trade comes from China. And back on that trade deal, trade increased tenfold between the years two thousand and twenty fifteen, peaking peaking in twenty fourteen at six point eight six billion dollars, according to figures from the Seoul-based Korea Trade Investment Promotion Agency. Yeah, $6.86 billion, and it increased tenfold in 15 years. And now they're at 90% of North Korea's trade. And it's interesting, ever since Kim has decided that his country's nuclear force was complete in uh, in late 2017, he he started to prioritize economic growth, and that starts with China. Besides the whole massive trade deals between the two nations, China is using North Korea... I mentioned this before, as a buffer, almost to keep South Korean and U.S. troops away from Chinese borders, and that's 29,000 U.S. troops deployed in the DMZ or near the DMZ, and that's 29,000 troops that aren't near Chinese borders and Chinese citizens. That's another benefit added. And a lot of fear uh, towards North Korea comes from its nuclear program, and that's why we have troops stationed there. And as a matter of fact, China doesn't even China doesn't even advocate for North Korea's nuclear program. And uh, Jennifer Lin, a professor at Dartmouth University, says, while the Chinese certainly would prefer that North Korea not have nuclear weapons, their greatest fear is regime collapse. That's a great quote. Their greatest fear is regime collapse. So they don't fear conflict, military conflict at all. What they fear is the fall of North Korea and hence the fall of China's economy. So in addition to the importance of the trade deals between China and North Korea, a collapse in North Korean government could cause massive waves, I mentioned this before, of refugees flooding into Beijing, which is worrying for China. Because again, it could it's a massive blow to their economy. There's too many, the unemployment rate would rise. And what's fascinating is that China made a promise to North Korea that they will send back any North Koreans that somehow managed to escape. That's, 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 that makes sense because China wants to keep North Korea happy, you know, and any North Koreans that somehow managed to escape the a dictatorship rule of Kim Jong-un, and they finally think that, you know, they're away and have some sort of liberty. No, they are sent back right to North Korea, courtesy of China. And finally, in any case of any conflict, experts say that China is uh, unsure in their agreement in defending North Korea in a military conflict. And this brings us to our last topic of discussion. Uh, There have been rumors of China reconsidering their relationship with North Korea, and more of that coming next on Over the Line. So bringing us to our last topic of discussion today, is China reconsidering their relationship with North Korea? So let's start with what reasons do they have to uh, end their relationship with North Korea, which they must do so carefully. And uh, let's go with uh, many Chinese politicians in the past have been open to the idea of, again, carefully cutting off their relationship with North Korea. And again, why is this? So China knows, as the rest of the world knows, how selfish North Korea can be. They are doubtful that North Korea will hold up their end of the Sino-North Korean Treaty of Friendship, Cooperation, and Mutual Assistance, which, by a matter of fact, is up for renewal in 2021. And so China also knows that North Korea will prioritize their nation's survival over its relationship with China. 
Going back to the literal North Korean-China border, there are numerous cases of North Koreans escaping into China, and since then, Kim has increased border security, and those numbers have decreased significantly. However, in that small number of people that do escape, mentioning uh, what I said before, China has made a promise to return those refugees back to North Korea. And this has actually created a lot of tension amongst the human rights groups in, um, human rights groups in China. But nonetheless, uh, China continues to deport anyone that briefly escapes the torturous rule of Kim Jong-un. And uh, despite all the doubts that are in the mind of Chinese officials, which don't get me wrong, I have every right to be there, because having a relationship with North Korea is wobbly in itself, China, unfortunately, needs to stay involved with North Korea's government and economy. Now, overall, China and North Korea have had a long, complicated history that hasn't become any simpler. And the point is that there is no sign that either one will be abandoning the relationship, although there have been thoughts of it that it's... it's uh, it's ultimately impossible to do it abruptly, and uh, their relationship will stay, in the famous words of Mao Zedong, China and North Korea will remain as close as lips. Thank you very much. This has been Over the Line.